Hi, Kay. How are you? I am just fabulous, darling. How are you? I'm okay. I had to call Kay on the phone. You know, we do things a little different right now because she unfortunately couldn't make it to the interview with Allison Faust. Um, so I yeah, wanted... so very, very young. I was, um, where was I? Um, <laughs> you were uh, fighting an oil rig fire off the Gulf of exactly. Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm. same, mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately, you know, I was like, no, we have to wait for Kay, but you know, just of couldn't. Yes, yes, she can, Auntie Allison. You know, we go way back, but I, I wanted to mm-hmm. to get you on the line so you can at least, you know be a part of the magic that is so good we named it. The first Golden Girls and Golden Palace podcast and the first Golden Girls or Golden Palace podcast with black hosts as seen at GoldenCon 2022, GoldenCon 2023, Yahoo, the Associated Press, USA Today, the Judge Mathis Show, and soon to be the Golden Girls Kitchen in Chicago, June 21st and July 19th from 6.30 to 8.30. Go to the Bucket Listers website for more information. And I am Barrett, and of course. I'm Kay, of course. That's of course. a mouthful, huh, Barrett? It really is. The more we do, the more I'm going to uh, have to add on there. So who knows? You know, as seen on Allison Faust's Act Your Age, now on Bounce. Okay. You know, okay. maybe. Make it happen. She might want to do another Bring It On movie. I can play the, the coach. I can't do the cheers, but I can, I can play a coach. <laughs> Come on, girls. Rah, rah. Sis, boom, bah. But yes, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we, we had a lovely conversation. Not sure how much of it was about the Golden Girls, but hey, you can make your own podcast to talk about whatever you want on it. Still devastated, as Blanche would say, just devastated that our initial interview has uh, been lost in the in the universe somewhere. So yeah, I, yeah, I you know, it's it's my, well for one, it's my pleasure to join you again. Yeah, you know, stuff happens. And unfortunately, Kay isn't here to join us. I was like, look, she said she can do it right now. I know you working, so you're gonna have to catch the next one because I need to be able to. To get my interview, so she understands. <laughs> she knows how oh, it is. She's here. You should have told me. We, I, I just thought you wanted to do it before the show premiere tomorrow. I do. I was like, we got to do this before the show comes back. We talking about the writer strike. We need to to have this uh, together. So she's probably gonna do a little recording to be included later. But she understands. She knows how it is. You know, in the biz. Uh, <laughs> but I've um, been. Mentioning you on the show, telling everybody, I'm like, this is like my auntie in my head. I don't know if she agrees to this arrangement, but in my head, <laughs> this is what it's going to be. For those that don't know, we have Allison Faust, who I have to keep calling Miss Faust because my mama's like in my head all the time. You can't be talking to grown folks, calling by your first name, um, who created Act Your Age on Bounce, which is being called the new Melanated Golden Girls which has yeah. Yvette Nicole Brown, Tisha Campbell, and Kim Whitley. Now, the other one, I went through the whole life story of how I've been stalking their careers forever, and I've seen everything they've ever done, even Big Lots commercials. Yes, Yvette, I remember that commercial. But um, <laughs> the show is coming back for its, not the season premiere, the summer premiere, correct? 
Yeah, we had a nice spring break. And uh, it's funny you mentioned it. Whoopi called them the Golden Brown Girls. Yes, I so like that. I that was nice. <laughs> I think it's very uh, fitting. Yeah. So we'll be back to entertain uh, everyone for the summer. I'm excited. And for those that don't know, the reason it's being compared to the Golden Girls is because these, I don't like to say actresses of a certain age because to me they're the same age they were when i started watching them but they're about the same age that the golden girls would have been which is so weird because they don't give me that but it was a different time and they're all living together sharing their lives as friends similar to the golden girls there's just no sophia yet i don't know if anybody's mom is going to pop up later (laughs) well we have some nice surprises this season uh well not this season i'm saying it now too uh, when the episodes return. But I always feel like I'm the behind-the-scenes Sophia. Mm-hmm. Which is necessary <laughs> sometimes. And you've had uh, quite a few more guest stars since we last spoke when I was running down my list of all my faves, which is typically black actresses over 40, for whatever reason, are the ones that I tend to love their body of work the most. And you got my girl, Valerie Pettiford, because, you know, Half and Half was my show. So I was very excited to see her on there as well. Hopefully she comes back. It was definitely like a a more hood Big Didi is what I was getting from her. So I, I love to see her back. Any other surprises you'd like to share with us for who might be coming up soon? Well, if you saw the trailer, you might have spotted Loretta Devine mm-hmm. and Telma Hopkins. I don't. I must not. I would have remembered seeing Telma Hopkins too. I must not have seen that trailer. Oh, okay. So well, those are yeah. Up. Those are two that. Um, oh wow! You know, we filmed this back in December, and I loved everybody who showed up. But I'm trying to think of who sh- who's been seen and who hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since the ones they aired, and what's to come. I think those are the two big ones. And if I'm forgetting anybody. Please forgive me, but uh, you mentioned Valerie. I love her. She's a sweetheart. Uh, I worked with her before, and I met her a while ago through friends, and she's always been just like, if I called her, she'll come, and she really um, took on this character and, you know, just made it her own. It was based off of... uh, Two of my best friends, Rennie and Christy, are actually their names. Wow. And um, she just had a ball with it. And that clip, I shared that clip on Reels and TikTok or whatever. It has gotten more views than anything I have posted in a long time. Wow. Well, that's impressive. And um, that was an interesting dynamic because usually on shows like this, I always wonder, okay, well, what did they do before they met them? This is your best friend. You didn't have friends for the last 30 years. So it was nice to see, yes, we did have other friends. They're still a part of my life, but these are my, you know, homegirls in my home. I think she said, these are my homegirls and you're my girls I share my home with. And I was glad to be able to see that. Because like Golden Girls, they didn't have friends. We saw Jean the lesbian and that was about it. So I like that you, you know, added that layer. Because as we get older, even at my age, there's people I grew up with. There's people I've met at my job. You know, they all still have their purposes, but they shift around a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And there are so many, especially black women, that I want to have on the show. And I think that's true to life. Like you said, these may be the friends I 
kick it with all the time, but I do have other people. I know people outside of this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I want to introduce a part of that and see how it plays together. And um, just, I like the dynamic of it. You know, it rounds out their lives. It tells you more about Bernadette. Right. And it, it gives you, you know, typically if there's like a, a black show with finger quotes, I'm always excited saying, okay, well, if they ever introduce a mom or a sister, you know, I'll know I'll get to see some of the actresses I like. But with this show, there's three women that are black. So there's all the more people because you're just going down the list of all the people that I'm always excited to see, like Loretta and Telma, because they, we know them, but the world maybe does not appreciate their body of work because we've been watching them forever. So they're, yeah. you know, probably not getting chased down by TMZ. But if I saw them in the store, I would probably uh, be running them down. So I do appreciate I'm getting to see some of my faves back, uh, back in the rotation where they deserve to be, of course. And if I ever win the Mega Millions, my first project is a reboot of Half and Half. I don't know if the actresses agree to this, <laughs> but that's what I would like to do because we need some closure. Who did Mona pick? So I'm, hopefully it happens one day and they're on board with it. In the meantime, we have Act Your Age to, to give us a little something. Um, but we saw some some shifts in some of the characters before uh, the little break. Are we going to see more of that? Yeah. This second half of the season is really good. I'm, you know, I, I feel like we got started, we hit a stride and we found some things you know, in the writing and on stage that I really enjoy, you know, and um, the ladies, Tishi, Yvette, and Kim didn't shy away from anything. So I really, I, I'm i a fan of this second half, honestly. I, I think it has a nice build and we get to know more about them and, you know, their lives and the kids too. The kids just... Mm-hmm. They got better and better. You know, everybody got comfortable and felt free to um, just trust us, you know, trust the writers. And they added their own special sauce to it. And it's just, yeah, it's really good. I'm excited about Saturday. (laughs) As am I. And I actually discovered the other day that I do indeed have bounce. I never knew that I had it all these years and I'm like well I'm already paying for brown sugar so I might as well just keep giving him my three dollars because I don't have time to wait I want to watch it when I want to watch it but they said on the view she was like look you might have it get that rabbit ears get whatever you got I'm like I wouldn't know if I had it and then I see it and I'm like oh how about that so just check people out there if even if you don't have cable you might have it and you can catch up uh on act your age but the, where do we leave off? These children you you mentioned, they're stressing me out. They're doing way too much, especially <laughs> Olivia. I, they, oh my goodness. I'm like, what is going on? I know, I'm sure you're going to drag it out as TV shows do their relationship. I'm ready for the wedding and the children, the grandkids, because what is really going on? But I assume, you know, a few years down the road, that could be a possibility. You got to Sam and Diana. The fun is in the chase. You know, uh, uh, Sam. I say Sam and Diane because Cheers is about the oldest show <laughs> as far as I can go back that people will remember. Um, but it's about the chase. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the will they or won't they. The friends of it all. Yeah. You know, Ross and Rachel. You got you to gotta do that. And who's to know? They might find out that they're better off as friends. 
They might. You know, who's to know? I'm not saying either way, <laughs> but you just you just gotta give it time, let it play out. We got nine more episodes to enjoy. Right. I mean, you know? look at uh Benson and Stabler. It's been over twenty years, and they still don't know what they want to do. So. Anything could happen. I know when we live tweet Abbott Elementary, we were all mad at the finale. We know we don't need them to be together yet, but we're we're selfish and we want it. So that's what we want for them as well. But, you know, they're still kids. They're in college. They got a little bit of time left um, to get that I enjoyed. Out. I'm sorry. I enjoyed that on Abbott. I like the fact of how they backed into her choosing herself. You know, yeah. I like and, that for her. I just don't like it for me as the viewer because I'm ready for, <laughs> for them to be together. But that is going to make for an interesting storyline because they know now how they feel. But she's like, yeah, nah, I got to do me. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll get really interesting. Interesting. Like you said, from a story aspect, it'll give them more places to go. Exactly. And since, I'll be watching. I, exactly. And uh, Quinta, if you're listening, feel free to stop by anytime. Remember, <laughs> I ran into you in front of the Chinese theater like eight years ago and I said hi. So we have an established relationship now. Uh, but I think, you know, one thing I like about Act Your Age, similar to the Golden Girls, that you actually show them as fully developed people, not necessarily the one hit. Like I'm the, you know, even though Blanche was the sexy one and Rose was the dumb one or whatever, they had more to them than that. It took a while to get it going, but you know, in today's age, you may not get 180 episodes, so you gotta accelerate it. So we already are unpacking and seeing some real things. One thing I liked when they did the body positivity episode and they said something to Keisha, she's like, I already look good now. What you talking about? A lot of other shows, she would have said, oh, I gotta lose weight. I gotta get on a diet. She's like, no, I look fine. And I just saw a clip uh, when she was on My Wife and Kids after she had her son and they were saying that she asked them to write her weight gain into it because that's just a part of life. And Michael's like, yeah. oh, you know, you, you really, really filled out or whatever. But she's still the same person, just a little bit more of her. And I'm glad they're showing that it's okay you know, to look how you look. If you're comfortable in it, then that's all that matters. I mean, they were all naked at the end, so they must real be, uh, really be uh, comfortable. I don't know if I'm that comfortable to be, you know, live streaming like that, but that just shows where they are. And Angela never would have done that in the pilot. So. Uh, well, I think about it too, you know, um, outside of Hollywood, there are full-figured women living their full lives. Mm -hmm. And if you don't listen to social media or TV and that kind of thing, or pay attention to it, it's like I, women know they're beautiful and they can feel beautiful at any age, any size or whatever. And Keisha is a confident person. I grew up with a lot of women like that. You know, you can. there's always a man somewhere who loves all of you. Because mm -hmm. let's be honest, all of them ain't perfect either. But exactly. you want to have that aspect of somebody who's not, and even Bernadette wanted to do it for health reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, we tracked that she's had some health issues and she wanted to get back in shape. Um, and we note that Angela does it for mental and emotional stability. Like she said, she felt good when she came home from Pilates and that it was a no phone zone. You know, people work out and do things for different reasons, but Life's too short to eat salad all the time. <laughs> you know, it's exactly. like, love you, love who you are. And, you know, if you want to be with somebody else, find somebody else who loves all that. Because nobody's perfect. 
Exactly. Yeah. And I, I like that they, you know, show that, that you could be confident no matter what. I mean, people always coming for Lizzo. I personally can't sing, dance, play a flute, and do cartwheels and all of that. So clearly she know what she's doing because I probably would be in an ambulance if I was trying to do it. And Inglewood, me and Lizzo is a catch. Okay. <laughs> you know, down south somewhere. It's just, it literally is this small community that influences all that you know hollywood and a few kardashians mm -hmm. but everybody ain't got the time or the money to and who wants to deprive yourself that much you exactly. know unless you and look no shade on people who hold physical fitness and being skinny and take uh medicines and Ozempic. diabetes ozempic <laughs> to do that you know if that's what you want to go for but like you said, don't shame Lizzo. Don't shame anybody for loving the body that they're in. Exactly. I told my yeah. husband yesterday, well, if I had your body, I'd be wearing whatever I wanted. Then I was like, sounds like a lot of work, though, so I'll pass because <laughs> I'm lazy. Um, but I don't think that there would be like a white equivalent of this show where they would be allowed to just look however they look. They would probably all have to be, you know, just look at like hot in Cleveland. They were all, you know, this certain standard. And Valerie Bernelli has talked about, you know, how she kind of hates that she was so into weight loss when she was on that show. So I, I do like now, you know, black women at least get the pass to be themselves because you think of like the Parkers and Moesha, they were saying, you know, Kim was the fat friend. She wasn't even fat. So it's just craziness. But I'm, I'm glad to see it now, especially, you know, you can tell when there's. Um, you know, a black woman behind the show, like we talked about before, they, you know, wrap their heads up when they go to sleep on your show, because that's what we do. And, you know, representation in the smallest forms matters. Yeah, one of the, I think the first uh, Bring It On sequel that I wrote, I wrote this character, Carisha. Uh, and I said she was a big girl. And the actress they cast, God bless her heart, I was like, she's not a big girl. Mm -hmm. But in Hollywood, she was a big girl. And I was imagining the girls that I knew when growing up who were on drill team and cheerleaders who were big girls, but still athletes. So, you know, it's a there's a lot of fat shame and phobia and judgment or whatever. Let people live their lives. Yeah, we just had um, Becky number one, Sean Sheps on the show. I also met her at the Golden Girls convention and she was saying that she was actually in a fat suit on the show because they wanted to make her as big as possible i guess and how you know it was kind of out of character the way that the other girls were piling on with the fat shaming they were just as bad as her remember she was going to get engaged well she was engaged yeah. and they were just as bad as him and we we're talking about how today that would never fly but it was just okay you know not a, you know whatever you, we can't talk about race and disabilities and all that but fat okay sure yeah you know just look how they did delta burke so i'm glad to see things have changed a little bit definitely has more um you know that needs to be done but it starts with the writers and speaking of the writers and the writer's strike what's going on with that from the picket lines and before we uh move on tisha was right she looks amazing and <laughs> so, she does I say that uh well the writer's strike, um, it, I've been out there all but two days and today, um, walking the picket line because I believe in what we're fighting for. 
I believe that this should be a career and not just a gig. You know, I'm not an Uber writer. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that as much as these companies are profiting, we deserve a piece of that pie. You know, if you continue to make millions off of something I created, I should get a piece of that. And it's not only, it, you know, it's not just that we want more. We're making 40% less than what we used to make. So we've had a decrease in pay where they've had an increase in profits. And it's just not fair. You know, it, it really, I, you know, I tell people all the time, even if we were being greedy, <laughs> if we were just like, we want more, you know, we deserve to be, so what? <laughs> we, do we not deserve generational wealth? Do I not deserve to send my grandkids to college? You know, what is that about? I make a product that continues to make money. Why shouldn't I profit from that? Especially um, when, as most writers will say, you give a, a great portion of your life to do this. We enjoy it. You know, we, we volunteer for that sacrifice, but it would be nice to be compensated for it too. Um, Makes so, sense to me. I mean, I don't know why that's such a hard concept. And my my question is like, what is their end game? What do they really think that you're all going to say, okay, never mind, and just go back? Like, they know they are going to have to do this. So why are they dragging it out? It's only going to, you know, ruin things further. I'm already sure that the fall season is going to be starting in November or December at least. And just like the last time, like how many shows were killed because of the last writer strike, Pushing Daisies? And um, Desperate Housewives totally revamped itself because of it. Um, girlfriends didn't get their proper finale. Like they they have a clear you know example of what can happen, and they're yeah. just being stubborn. Yeah, history will definitely repeat itself. And um, you know, I hate to see good shows go down because of this, because the fall season will definitely be affected. Uh, most of those shows would go back to work this month. You know, they would have gone back to work after Labor Day. The writers' rooms would have started. And if this, the last strike was 100 days, we're just a month in. So another 60 days at least, that means, yeah, the fall season for networks is going to be affected. And it'll be affected for the streamers as well because they'll eventually run out of stuff, you know? And everybody's not watching reality shows all the damn time. People <laughs> love to be told stories. They like scripted TV. You know, although reality does that, they still like their shows. People have favorite shows, and those shows will be delayed, you know? Um, so, and I, you know, what I've realized, too, is people can relate to the union struggle. We are a union. We're fighting for not just our career and our rights, but other unions as well. We've had the DGA, SAG, AFTRA, the IATSE, Teamsters, everyone join, join us um, because they know that their fight is coming up too. And I think 
the way that we've gone outside of our union and united and held hands and locked arms with other unions is a great example for unions across unions across the country because these big tech companies are trying to kill unions. They're union busters. You know, Amazon is one of them. They don't like unions. We just saw that in the news. You know, yeah. so I think it's so American hmm. to be union and to stick with unions that I hope the public can relate and not blame us when their fall season falls short. Right. You know. 10 episodes on ABC, you know, I mean, I love Big Brother. I've been watching it for years, but I don't want that to be my fall show. That's my summer show. But now they've pushed it up because they have nothing else. And I previously, you know, didn't know a whole lot about unions. I remember when I used to work at Target uh, when I was in my younger days. In the training video, they're showing the villainous unions and, oh, never join. I didn't really understand what it was. I was like, ooh, that looks scary. I hope they don't say anything to me because they're trying to make it seem like it's something that it's not. And as somebody that wants to get into the TV writing industry, this doesn't deter me. It makes me want to do it even more. Like, oh, good to know they're going to have my back and we're going to be out there together. If I lived in L.A., I'd probably be out there. I don't work for anybody, but I probably would have got a sign and just walked around because I like the community aspect of it. It is. And, you know, that's, if I have to say anything positive about this picketing, I have seen people who I haven't seen in years. I've been in this business since 97. And you don't realize how many people you meet. And, um, but we're all in different rooms all over town. So when the show ends, you don't really get to see that person again, unless you, like, made a real friendship and that's a lot of people to be seeing all the Mm -hmm. time but it's so good it's literally walking the picket line is like an episode of this is your life Mm -hmm. you know you hear your name called out and see somebody you haven't seen in years so when people see the smiles and stuff and the pictures we take together that's happy to see your friends and also putting a brave face on it because we know we're stressed. It feels dire out there, but emotionally to keep pushing through and physically, you have to have the right frame of mind and the hugs and the, Hey, how you doing? You know, kind of thing keeps us up and keeps us motivated to do that. You know, I had a guy on Twitter said, um, when we were picketing in Wisconsin, we didn't smile that much. Uh-huh. And I was well, maybe you should have, it's good for your health. <laughs> What are we going to do? Just stomp around in this California sunshine, you know, just looking miserable. Sure, in the summer it'll get hot and it'll be miserable. But if we have nothing else, we have each other. Right. You know, so. And this is the time that we should want our writers. With all the crazy stuff Trump is doing, we need our late night TV shows so we can talk about them. And we don't even have that. You know, no SNL. Like, they should be dragging him left and right. If that is not enough of a reason, I don't know what is. That's right. That's right. They right. went down early. You know, they're all WGA. They they know. And people uh, like to discredit the actors. Oh, AI, you know, ChatGBT can write this and blah, blah, blah. I personally enjoy AI, but it's not the same. And whenever any of the Golden Girls as actresses were ever interviewed up until their deaths, it was always, oh, the writers, the writers, the writers. 
yes, I love the characters, but there would not be a Rose, a Dorothy, a Blanche without somebody writing it down. And I don't know where the disconnect is for people where they don't understand that process. Like, yeah. it, that's where it starts. I, yeah. I've never met a robot that was funny. <laughs> Siri hasn't made me laugh once. <laughs> you know, uh, Siri's never had her heart broken. She's never lost a parent. She's never had the best day of her life because the boy she likes wrote her a note. You know, it's like life experience matters. And the only thing AI can do is collect other experiences and try to put them together. But it, it'll feel false. You know, I heard that um, Tupac, Tupac AI generated song. Oh. And I was mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel the, like the Tupac that we knew in the end. Mm-hmm. There was no soul to it. So it sounded young and inexperienced. It sounded robotic. So AI doesn't have a soul. I don't want AI t- uh, telling my granddaughter's stories. And the fact that it'll be coming from a white male cis point of view is like starting all over. Who wants to do that? When you see those, I post these reels and you see the people out on the picket lines. It's so diverse and beautiful. It was not like that in 2007 and 2008 or the last time I had to go out there and strike. Now it is. And now you have more and richer stories. If that all goes away because they want a robot to spit something out, spit something out of a machine, and then I have to go in and just correct it or punch it up, it's not going to be the same as writers sitting in a room coming up with a story from scratch, you know, diving into their imaginations and experiences. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Yeah. You know? Like you when have in the, um, the friends you said that were based on your friends. A robot can't do that. No, no, no. The uncle that told you jokes at the family reunion, the funny one that always made everybody laugh. Hey, I ain't never had that. Exactly. You know? Like it's just something special when you can put your own, you know, experience or spin. Like I was telling somebody, I was talking about some crazy stories from high school and I was like, these sound ridiculous. I wouldn't believe it if somebody else told me. I was like, I should really write this down and do something with it. And if I ever did... There's no way a robot or AI could think of being in the, your, uh, the principal's car because you're friends with his son and then a bunch of empty vodka bottles go rolling out from up under the seat when you hit the corner because your principal is a secret alcoholic. That's not something you can just make up. But that would make a great episode for a show. Shout out to yeah. Mr. Cooper if you're still alive. Uh, but I just feel like, you know, it's the human aspect when you're, you know, looking down from your ivory tower with your billions, like, oh, I don't need them. You don't realize the humans behind the work and everybody plays a part, whether it's the craft service people or the makeup people or whatever. I am all for great, you know, technology. I always go to self-checkout because I don't want to have to talk to anybody, but <laughs> that can't apply for everything. Some things you need that human touch I think AI could do a CEO's job better than they could do mine. Probably so. It's crunching numbers at that point, Mm -hmm. you know? So we'll see. You know, it's inevitable that all this stuff will filter more into our lives eventually. But I think we need to hold it back on some aspects, you know? And now all these men are saying that AI could kill us. It's like, okay, great. 
So now AI is the Terminator. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you know? All I'm doing is making little fun pictures. I don't know if it's going to do all of that. But, you know, hopefully they get it together. I'm just glad you filmed all your stuff before the strike came. So we can still see. Me see too. Because I would have been real I'm upset. I, well, I, and two, some productions, the writers and stuff were leaving the set. And God bless everybody I had working with me. The first season, I would have felt like I was abandoning my child. Mm -hmm. So I am happy about that, that we filmed all 16 before that. And um, only do it. Yeah. And, and we're, yeah. we're going to put that out there that by the time you're ready to start season two, they would have figured this out and everybody has all the money they need because I've seen some of these residual checks people are posting. It costs more to mail that check than what's on the check sometimes. That's an insult. <laughs> That's like, again, going back to Target, I guess I'm triggered. I got a seven cent raise one year. You could have kept that seven cents. I would have rather had nothing. So it's the same energy. That's why they didn't want us joining the union. But... They just That's need, exactly why. They need to pay you what you're worth. If people like me devote our lives to TV shows, which is sick, depending on who you ask, clearly there's something something there, and you deserve to be paid for. Because like you said, if it's streaming, it's not just, oh, I'm going to catch it Wednesday nights at 7. No, I can watch it every day, all day. So why are you not getting paid every time I'm watching it? You wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the trick, because residuals kept me out of... Um, <laughs> bankruptcy for years between jobs. And I'm talking about when I worked a network job, mm -hmm. you know, or between network gigs, those residuals were substantial enough that I didn't have to lose everything, you know, because I've always tried to tell my friends, sure, the money is decent, but I work six months a year. A percentage of that goes to my reps and lawyers, taxes, and then if I don't work another six months, I have to live off of what's left. So now when most jobs are shorter orders, we're doing, you know, streamers or whatever, just shorter orders. And then you don't know when that show's coming back or you gotta slide into your next 10 week show. Those residuals keep you alive and Netflix determines how much they pay people. And sometimes that's nothing. You know, so that's, yeah, residuals are our lifeline. And I think people and, assume, oh, you're on TV, so you you must have, you know, millions and millions. Oh, you wrote a show, you must have millions oh. and millions. I mean, sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. Not most no. of the time, probably. <laughs> I'm sitting in my converted garage as an office. But, yeah, no. And here's the thing. If I do something that... Millions of people enjoy. Like, we got the numbers. Millions of people enjoy. I deserve not to have to eat cat food in my retirement. <laughs> you don't want to be like uh, Gertie on Good Times with the meatloaf. You deserve that, I think. Right. Right. I want to be comfortable. Exactly. Uh, that's not asking much. Like, that's literally not it. That's not literally it. Not asking Makes sense to me. You know, and we do this show. We don't get any money. I mean, we might get paid to go to an event, but to just do the show, ain't no money coming out of this. We like it. It's fun, but it would be yeah. nice to get a little coin on the side. So, you know, it's like I'm watching your show. You should get paid. You know, I'm, I'm getting brown sugar at $3. You might get a dollar out of that. I don't know how that works, but, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I can't go to the movies, like you know, and, and pay that way. So whatever 
we can do on our side. Yeah, I have 85 streaming apps or whatever because I know it's going to trickle down and you're providing a service, laughter or entertainment or, you know, tears, whatever I'm watching. So why wouldn't you pay for that service like you pay for something else? You pay for a concert ticket, don't you? Like, I don't I mean, maybe yeah. maybe I'm gaslighting myself, but I feel like that makes sense. So uh, hopefully you're not still striking when I move out there next year. But if you are, I'll be out there. And it's less than a year now because we're going to move in wow. May. So everything we do now, I'm like, this is our last time doing this. This time <laughs> next year, we'll be in California. Um, I'm just excited to not need my fur coats. I'll probably still wear them, but I'm excited to not need them. And they're not real fur. Nobody throw any paint on me or blood or anything. Um, but I'm going to ask you. So you got to um, wear them now. Right, I want to see too. them. Um, I'm going to ask you what I asked Sean, and I also spoke to uh, Isabel Romero, who was uh, a writer on the show. That episode hasn't come out yet. But for people who are like me, who like to write, and I don't have writer's block. If I sit down, I can write something. I just can never sit down. What is your your method or your tip? Well, you know, that's a good question at the right time because one of the things everybody's saying, you know, well, while you're on strike, write something, write something new or whatever. And for me, sure, I can sit down and a lot of people tell you to just sit down and start. You can always fix it later. But I'm always weird about a new project, especially if it's a series. I want to create characters that I want to come back to, that I want to keep up with their lives, Mm -hmm. that aren't just one-offs. And it's funny that you ask that because Last night I went to bed with an idea in my head that I've been toying with for years. And I woke up this morning about seven o'clock and I could see the whole show. And I just started sending myself emails, the characters were, were defined. So this one, I don't have a choice but to write. I'm writing it now for myself, mm. not because somebody asked me to. You know, I'm writing it now for me because now they have to have a voice. Um. And I think find find your rhythm, your quiet time, what inspires you. Even if it's, look, writing is actually writing a couple sentences and then getting up, going outside and watering the plants or whatever. And then something else will hit you. And next thing you know, now you've been sitting there for three hours. You know, take a break. We tend to procrastinate a lot, but... I don't even like to think of it as procrastination. I Well, I think it's a constructive procrastination because letting my mind wander or do other things helps the voices come through clear. You know, if I sit here and go, oh, uh, and there will be times when you have to do that, when you got a deadline or you got a rehearsal or a table read, we just got to get this shit out. <laughs> you know, I've been there and done that a few times. But if it's an original project that really inspired you, take your time to really hear it. Let it sit. Read it again. You know, map out your story. Do all the good things. Enjoy it now. Because if it sells, then it is going to become your job to make sure that you lay track for that train. Mm. You know, And, and even that part I miss. Like, I can't wait to go back to the show and feel that pressure. You know, I've already started writing down lists of story ideas and thinking of people I want to cast and stuff like that. 
So I'm pretty much at the end of that exploration of season two. You know, now I just have to wait for the official pickup, the strike to be over, and um, then I can get back into it. But I'm looking forward to it because I love the show and the characters. And I, the way people are comparing it to the Golden Girls, which I think is so freaking flattering, you know, like something I never dreamed of. If it reminds you of that, that's amazing, you know. People still enjoy that show, and it's one of the flagships that we look at when we think about great comedy. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, at this rate, you know, we have golden con. Maybe 30 years will be at actor age con or something. I don't know. You never know. And I I like what you say. You're preaching today, ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Faust. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I, I, I really like what you said about write it for you. Because I think I'm always like, oh, I should write this for this or that. I should write it for me. And if somebody else happens to like it, then okay. But I should come first, right? You know, and you were saying, you know, write it even if you're distracted. When we ended up performing something at the closing ceremony of Golden Kind that I wrote, um, when I wrote it, I was so pissed. I don't even remember what I was mad about. Somebody said something, did something I didn't like or whatever. And I was like, let me just write to try to get my mind off. And I wrote the whole thing right then. And that's what we ended up performing. I probably tweaked it here or there, but I typically wouldn't think, let me wait until I'm very upset to sit and write a comedy script. But apparently that works. So maybe somebody will piss me off today and I can write something else. But I I like the, you know, writing down different parts because I think in my head, I'm like, no, I have to write the full script, the outline, blah, blah, blah. No, if I just have an idea, a man that sits at the bus stop every day and talks to people that come to take the bus or whatever, I can just write that down. And I think that's key to to think about and yes anyone listening this is the so good we named it writer's workshop now um, but because I, I every time i get a writer on here now i'm just like what do you do what do you think because i really want the opinions and thoughts of people that know what they're doing because i think it matters anybody can google something but this is an opportunity to really you know find something out and i think that that's some excellent advice. Sean Shep's already told me I better not move to LA without having had some outlines prepared. So I feel like that's a threat and like she's going to jump me. So I have to do it. I have to have the outlines by the time I come because that was her her assignment for me. So I'll take from you, write it for me. And for anyone listening, because there's a lot of people that I've that reached out since I've been talking about writing so much that also write. So y'all heard yeah. it here. Write it for you. Write your little ideas down email it to yourself that's a good one because i always forget email it to yourself and you don't have to have the fully formed idea everything starts with something like the golden girls they thought of it because of the miami nice skit at the upfronts with uh doris roberts and i forget the name of the first uh bailiff from night court and they were like, oh, that Marcia would be funny. Not her. It was, she was the third one. They kept dying. Oh, really? I'm surprised she wanted to take the role. I would have thought it was cursed. But the first two were um, a, a lot older and had different health complications. And whoever wow. the first one was, I think is the one that did that skit. And they were like, oh, this is funny. Two older ladies going back and forth. Hmm, maybe we can make a show out of it. You know, it has to start somewhere. And I'm sure this show started somewhere like that for you do you remember when you first thought hey this could be something well um i think i told you they came to me with an idea about wanting to do a show about a woman in their 50s who were well off and when i say they brad gardner one of the producers 
and Scripps Network and Bounce. But once they did, yeah, sometimes it just comes to me, I'll hear a piece of dialogue. Like, that would be a funny line, you know, and I'll write that down. And I start to build what comes around that. I think it's Anne Lamont who has this book, Bird by Bird, Hmm. where don't think about the whole thing. Think about the things that hit you first. Take it one scene at a time, one, one piece of dialogue at a time if you have to. And then those add up. Even now, when I'm in a scene, I try to make sure that's complete. I don't think ahead to the next scene as far as how it's connected, but I've already done that in my outline. Outlines are so important because you do a lot of the hard work in that. But even sometimes when you get back to writing the script, you get too far ahead in your head and it stops you. So I try to stay present in the moment in that scene. Let's make this the best scene you've ever written. And no pressure. Let's just have fun. And when that's done, I look at my outline and go, what's next? But bird by bird, don't think of it as a whole thing. And you'll get the bird by bird reference if you ever Mm -hmm. read our book. Um, Those are only two books on writing. Well, three. Stephen King's On Writing, I love. Um, Robert McKee's Story, I still refer to that. And I, I, I hope her name is Anne Lamont. I don't see my book here, but Bird by Bird, hers. And then I have this uh, the Hollywood standard just for format that I've gifted to people. Oh, hold on a second. See, I'm going to have to write these down because I need these. The last book I read was Medea's Don't Make a Black Woman Take Off Her Earrings. So I think <laughs> I need to move on. I can't, I can't think which one is the newest one, but... I've got like three of them now because someone told me, um, told me about these. Cause when you're, the format is important, especially if you're going to show anybody else. And it's one thing to have final draft to write it, but you still need know how to know how to do like writing a telephone call or, you know, whether or not to use cut or fade in, you know, that kind of thing. So these are really helpful for that. It's literally just format. It doesn't tell you how to write, but how to well, format it. Thank you, because that's what I need is the formatting, because I think I'm doing something when I say scene one, interior. To me, that's a lot. So I really need to uh, <laughs> to get that together. And again, you all listening yeah. to this, you think that just any old person can, uh, you know, know, have the knowledge, have the experience. Again, pay these people, please. And, you know, I, I just hope that they get it together soon, especially since a show I helped, um, I worked on, I edited, they uh, submitted it for a Creative Arts Emmy. If they get that nomination, I want to be able to go to a ceremony. So y'all really need to hurry up because I already got my suit picked out when they told me. I was like, this is what I'm wearing. I already know you're going to win, blah, blah, blah. And I can be up there, too, in the background. So please, somebody get it together by then. Um, but, yeah, that's. That's just how how it is. You have to start with the idea and then add to it later and see what the final product is. And you can end up with the melanated, high-end, sophisticated Golden Girls because they got money, like you said. They're not worried about fixing the roof like Blanche was and putting in a new toilet. They probably don't even know how to do that, and they would just pay somebody else to do it, uh, as they should, because we need to see black women in luxury. They don't always have to be struggling on TV. This is not good times. 
Right. Uh, they can just do what they do. And we talked the last time. I was like, what does Keisha even do? She just has all this money. You were like, <laughs> she got married a bunch of times. That was good yeah. enough for me. You know, well, she got married work. twice. The first time for love, the second time for money. And she divorced well. <laughs> yes. Siri, nobody is talking to you. This is why you could never be a writer, Siri. Uh, but I, I like that. I always told my husband that. I'm like, if anything ever happened to you, don't worry. I would never fall in love again. It would just be for money. At that point. <laughs> uh, it should be. Um, but I'm excited to see what is going to be coming out, you know, as a fan. Unfortunately, somehow, as we discussed, I was not familiar with you, but I was familiar with so much of your work and not knowing who was behind it but already knowing all of them, which again, people don't get that black people are a big demographic. And if you look, you know, I know you know this, but a lot of networks, when they start out, they go up to the urban demographic, yeah. UB, Fox, UPN, all started out as black networks. And then they said, okay, we got an audience by black people. And we're, yeah. we're the ones that keep it going, you know, social media memes, you know, black Twitter, all of that. And when I see shows that have black actresses as like a minor character or movies, they're never even in the credits in the commercials. And they don't know that if I see, you know, Taraji is in it, I'm going to watch it just because I saw Taraji was in it. And they don't think about that. So when I saw this show, I wasn't necessarily watching Bounce prior. But when I said, oh, Ben Crow Brown, Kim Whitley, Tisha Campbell, I got to see what this is about. And it draws you in because you're familiar with the actresses. I don't know if there's ever been a time that one of them was not on my TV at some point. <laughs> People don't seem to put two and two together but i'm glad that now you know we have an example and hopefully it keeps going where they're going to be having more and more shows i know miss pat just got uh season three and four that can be a little much for my little virgin ears sometimes but <laughs> again you know they just gave the opportunities they yeah they think we're not going to watch it they're scared to give people shows i mean look at shonda Rhimes. we're going to watch it just give the opportunity so that we can so I'm excited to see what's going to be next. I kept trying to get you to spill something. You you already have my number. You're like, oh, so I don't know what air jet, you know, with the clips. We'll have to see. I was trying to excuse it. That's okay. Um, but all I know is when I do move there, if you hear anybody knocking outside the studio door, uh, that might be me. They might be saying, oh, security picked up a young man that said he you were his auntie. But, you know, just I might just say, how do you like your coffee, Miss Faust? You know, whatever you need, just putting that out there, you know, just saying. Uh, but in regards to the Golden Girls, since I guess I have to throw them in, this is a Golden Girls podcast. Um, moving forward, now that you know that people are viewing it like that, is that going to influence anything? Are you still just going to do you? And if they still compare it, they compare it. Yeah, again, I'm flattered by the comparison. but. Um, yeah, I have some stories to tell, you know, and I, I think we've started in a good direction. I want the characters to grow. So I'll continue to do what I do. I won't, you know, none of this will go to my head. I, I, that's why I did it. I want people to enjoy the show because I enjoyed it. So as long as I'm enjoying it, I think that's what I got to keep doing, you know, Keenan Ivory Wayans used to say, hey, if it makes you laugh, you know, you got to make yourself laugh first. Hmm. So I, I, I'll i just keep heading that direction. You know, I think there's even more to come. Like I said, the second half of this season is fun. 
And we really enjoyed uh, Keisha's dressed up like a conductor. I don't, <laughs> I can't wait to see why. <laughs> um, but with her, anything could happen. And um, when we talked before, I want to know if your answers have changed. And we were trying to say, well, if this was a Golden Girls, whom do you think is whom? Um, having more episodes being released, maybe you have a different opinion. No. <laughs> Keisha is still Blanche. Um, Yvette is Betty. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I. Do I think? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say Maude because <laughs> I'm that old. But yeah, Beverly is Dorothy. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm Sophia behind the scenes. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. yeah, because I, that's one of the many things that Golden Girls got right. You know, you introduce your audience to stere stereotypical characters, mm -hmm. and then you let them find out, or you show them that they're more than that. Right. You know, I, I think that's a good formula because the stereotypes feel familiar, you know, yeah, and you're yeah. more apt to open up to them. You said Beverly. You mean Bernadette, right? Bernadette. Yeah. Who the hell is Beverly? That's her sister. We're going to meet her later. See. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I agree because you they really don't fit right into the mold like so many of the other copycat shows with the four, you know, three or four leads is more cut and dry, but they kind of waver, you know, here and there, but they definitely, you know, Keisha is definitely the Blanche for sure. Um, are they going to ever have their own special relationship, she and Angela? Because they come so close and I'm like, oh, heartfelt moment. And then she's like, nah, I don't think so. Ever one day, maybe. You know, I think it'll develop as frenemies do. They live together. So mm. it'll either go one way or the other. It's very uh, Regine and Maxine. Yes. Yes, it is. That's a very good example. Um, and it was based off of a friendship I have in my real life, you know, a friend of a friend. I love that dynamic. Like, that's your friend. <laughs> I'm only here with her because I love you. And that's a very real thing. I, yeah. I Anybody listening, you thought of somebody in your head when she said that. Oh, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm, that's I tolerate them for you. Uh <laughs> But I, I like that they, you know, they clashed a little bit because when I saw the promos, I was thinking they were all mutually friends and not so much friend of a friend. So then when it aired, I like that little back and forth. Like, she's got her back, but she's still going to, you know, drag her a little bit here and there. You know, right. she needed it because without Keisha dragging her, would she have been able to get from behind her deceased husband's shadow? Perhaps not. So you need yeah. that friend. I'm the Keisha for a lot of people. I don't know if that's a good thing, but... <laughs> Sometimes you need that little extra push sometimes, you know? Yeah, and Angela gives as good as she gets. So I think they're a great match pair. You know, mm -hmm. she doesn't let up on her. Um, no. But there'll be some fun to be had in this second half of the first season. Okay, well, I'll be watching. And where, where and when does it return? On Bounce TV, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Now, check your local listings. If you don't know if you have Bounce, you can always search for Act Your Age or go to bounce.com slash find us and see if it's in your area. And somebody told me if you have Amazon Prime, you can search for the show. And I think that'll take you to the app or something or it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. But you can find the show. It's out there. 
and exactly. digital antenna. Can't yep. forget about the digital antenna. Exactly. It's free. And get that uh get the bounce app or the brown sugar app. It's like three dollars. Y'all ain't got three dollars. You got three dollars. <laughs> I think you do. What is that? That's uh let's see, carry the two. That's 12 quarters. You got 12 quarters. <laughs> oh, just don't do your washing this month. And then you can watch next your age. Just binge it, all of them together. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me yet again. And I triple double recorded this. So if you didn't record <laughs> on one thing. It recorded on another thing, and we're just going to make sure that it works regardless because we are not going to have to keep doing this over and over and over and over. And I see it stopped recording on GarageBand, but I got you because I'm still recording on Zoom. See how they, the spirit is trying to take us down. They don't want us to be great. They, they just want us to get together every now and then and catch up. That's what That's it what is. is. That's all it is. <laughs> Well, I'm going to let you go. I do appreciate it once again. And I will be watching. You already know I'm going to be watching and with my commentary. And whenever you would like to come back, you have um, an open invitation. I will be getting, I'm going to show you an example. Y'all know I'm always trying to peddle my my arts and crafts. So here's the uh, Stanley's candle. Can you see it? <laughs> yeah, it's coming in and out. Yeah. So I will be doing some exclusive. You cannot buy these for actor age with St. Angela, St. Bernadette, <laughs> and St. Keisha. So uh, look out for those as well. But Thank you. where can people find you if they want to reach out and see what you're up to? Oh, my name right there in the corner over there. <laughs> I'm yeah. that on every social media, Allison Faust on every social media app or whatever, Instagram, Twitter, it's my name. And tell her I sent you. It ain't going to do nothing, <laughs> but you can tell her, you know, just because. Well, I appreciate you so much. No and problem. Hit me up anytime. Don't say, don't say that because you know I'm ignorant and <laughs> I will move to California and be walking down the street. Anybody seen Miss Spouse? <laughs> if you love this podcast, and I mean love this podcast, Follow us on all social media, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, we're everywhere. And make sure to give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. And be sure to check out the So Good We Named It Etsy and catch us live at the Golden Girls Kitchen in Chicago, June 21st and July 19th from 6.30 to 8.30, and you could end up on the show. And as always, thank you for listening and thank you for being a friend. We talked about the writer's strike, which yes. is still Very going on. Very unfortunate, because they shouldn't be treating the writers this way. Right. Give them their coins. They need all the coins, okay. period. And I tried my- If you didn't have any writers, you wouldn't have any shows. Right. That's, that's exactly what I said. See, we're so in sync. You didn't need to be there. We're on the same page. But uh, <laughs> I tried to to get some, some spoilers. She was not going. Um, I, I kept trying to, to get her to, to leak some information, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Right. And we also talked again, you know, about how people are saying that this is a melanated Golden Girls for the new era. And mm -hmm. I can see that. And I don't want people talking shit because, you know, people always know there'll never be another Golden Girls and nothing can compare. No, there will never be another Golden Girls, but there will be other shows that will fill that void that has been left ever since the Golden Girls 
left our screens and we saw it, mm-hmm. you know, with Hayden Cleveland, for instance. It was not the Golden Girls. It had one of the Golden Girls on there. It was its own show, but it was a show for us to see that just because you're older, that doesn't mean you can't still enjoy your life. Right. It was a hilarious show, by the way. I liked Hayden Cleveland, Miss Betty White. Exactly. So y'all need to... Uh, come up here and get one of these, especially since I know most of our listeners are white. So you may not know what Bounce is. Bounce is a network. I didn't know. What, don't do our Caucasian. <laughs> I'm just saying they may I not didn't know. Even know what that was. I didn't even know what that was. You didn't. You never had heard of it ever. No. Damn. I never watched it, but I knew what it was. <laughs> I um, didn't know it existed until you told me. I mean, you know, we have uh, TV One and BT and stuff like that, but Bounce is... Yeah, I know TV One and Zeus. Zeus got all the <laughs> I don't claim that. Mm-hmm. But Bounce is another network that focuses on, you know, the black community more so because... Kiki Palmer is getting her own network, too. I just thought I'd go there. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Kiki, uh, do you love me? <laughs> Are you writing? Because mm-hmm. you can give me a show. Uh, I mean, us, us, us a show. Or me, you know, yeah. whatever. You always trying to see, you know what? You're a mother. Like Kiki would say, you're a mother. I'm a mother. I'm a mother. I know that. Mamiana all day long. You, you sound a little tired. Act. The baby keeping you up? You know, it's, it's, it's a constant thing every day. You know, at uh. some point I'll get some sleep, but probably mm. not right now. And that's okay. That's okay. Well, it's probably because he's talking too much. Because Kay claims that her, what, four-month-old is talking. So maybe he's just he talking to you. He does say ma. He says ma and he oh. says uh-uh. He does. Okay. Now, he doesn't say it every day or, like, in general, just conversation. But, like, if he wants to get my attention and I'm not paying enough attention, he'll say ma. And if I'm giving him something that he doesn't want, he'll say uh-uh. So, like... Why are you hating on me? It's 2023. If birds if birds can fly, then babies can talk. Mm. Is that how Thank that you. works? Your, your baby that's doing his Dorothy impression. Ma! Yeah, no, really. If, if birds can fly, babies can talk. It's 2023. I mean, okay. Like, well, tell them to call me. Babies to the same restrictions as other babies. Tell them to hit me on my hip, on the main These line. These are post-pandemic babies. Okay. They're extraordinary. Well, how you do it, Keandre? Uh, tell, tell him to give me a call. Like maybe he can do an episode. Remember, uh, what was my my invention? Baby cast podcast for babies by babies. He could really be the host now. <laughs> but yes, it we'll was. Right on it. It was Talk a lovely. <laughs> it, it was a lovely conversation. Sorry you had to miss it, but um, lovely, you know, lovely. yes, the loveliest some might say. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming up mm-hmm. soon, we're gonna be at the Golden Girls Kitchen, so everybody better uh, get up on that. And get their tickets. Because okay. if we get there, there's two people in the audience, I'm be mad. So I'm going to need y'all to buy these tickets. Thank you. It doesn't go to me. I just want you to show up. I just want us to have some people to talk to. So we, you know, not right. just sit there looking at each other. I mean, we could just talk to each other. Um, but I would like for, for there to be some audience participation. So if anybody has any specific episodes or topics that you would like for us to cover, by all means, I think um, we might do a little unpacking of some specific characters. If you, you like that idea, Kay? We absolutely should do that because we have two whole hours to talk about <laughs> stuff. So you get Kay and Barrett like times yeah. 10. No commercials this time. but No commercial breaks. I had posted and asked people for some suggestions. They had some good ones. Some people want us to talk about um, Aunt Angel, uh, Uncle Angelo and Aunt Angela 
and like you know their backstory and what was mentioned i like that somebody else said clayton some of the suggestions not really much i can do with that you know somebody that has had one appearance and no other mentions and no lines you know it's like i I don't know if i can do a whole episode about uh phil's poker buddies i don't know if they're episode worthy but i do an episode about sal yeah i definitely think he needs an episode he popped up quite a bit and Mm -hmm. he's kind of trash so you know just give us your ideas yes he was trash okay i mean no we will not talk about this right now if you want to hear why sal was trash come to the golden grove kitchen yeah i like beer with my ear so um yeah check that out hit us up and Kay, i'll just you know give you the the rundown later of what was discussed or maybe you can just listen to the show like everybody else i don't know i do i listen to the show often actually oh, even it... though i'm on the show i listen to the show especially because with my editing you never know what you might actually end you up never with. know because i called you one day like i don't remember this happening like this and you're like the magic of editing yeah of course, fix it in post it. fix it in post mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well don't let me um distract you i'm sure you still got fires to fight um just want to to put you in here a little bit so you can not break your record of only missing two episodes Um, wow i'm gonna put my uh uniform back on to continue changing the world over here where am i at the the gulf of mexico Mexico. yeah yeah the gulf of mexico yeah the time you know the time difference has me out jet lag i don't think it's a lot of oil in nova scotia (laughs) but uh (laughs) maybe that's why you're there you know to try to figure it out but making a difference as we like to say, thank you for listening. And thank you for being afraid. Amen. So mark your calendar. You ain't said nothing but a word. How you like me now? Accurate. All new episodes return Saturday, June 3rd, 8, 7 central on Bounce.